This is the Socially Impaired Podcast with Devin and Andy. So I've been into online dating longer than most people. And my first date ever was actually an online date uh, when I was 12. And it was way back before the internet and AOL and all that really took hold. And there used to be like uh, BBSs for bulletin board systems. And they'd have message forums and games and everything you play. And that's, that's actually where I started to meet people online and talk with them. And I made friends that I still have those friends now too. some of them that I met back then. And, uh, so that was my first experience with online dating. And I had met a couple people like that. Which one of them is not me. I am not one of those people that you met online. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, when you started out and you're 12 and this is probably at a time when, well, like you're saying, most people aren't even probably aware of this. And this is, sort of like a, at a period where online dating is like a, has like a social stigma attached to it. It's like, oh, you met someone online that's so weird. Did you did you get any of that or did, was this like flying under the radar, especially because you're 12? Yeah, I don't think many people knew that directly with me, but I mean, I was always into computers and instant messaging and stuff like that. And, and yeah, in that day, people that was your nerd, your geek. That's so dumb. I mean, why would you do that? And now everyone does it. But um, yeah, it was really easy for me to talk to people that way. And I think that still exists now. And later on in life, uh, I ended up meeting my wife that became my ex-wife over MySpace. And so that was another situation where I just connected with people online. It was just easier for me. So I'm, I like doing that. I'm just curious about this because as I think I feel sort of like this is, um, as well, but you're talking about that initial, um, interaction or, or like the meet cute, like, you know, in a movie. Right. But the, right. You can, you, like, but those are always, um, have like a weird social awkwardness to it. And I think when you're, you know, texting someone or I, I'm not exactly sure how the initial one worked it, but like a message board kind of thing, but it kind of sort of removes that from the scenario. Right. So you can just sort of get to the heart of it and sort of go for it, right? Like in text form where you don't have to worry about, you know, that initial reaction from someone. Yeah, absolutely. And even like way back in the BBS days, I mean, there was no profile pictures and selfies and all that junk that we got now. So it was just straight up like two personalities connecting and wanting to meet up. And I always find that interesting too. I hear lots of stories of people and I've met other friends as well just by like gaming online. People have met their soulmate and gotten married from playing video games together and, and driving across the country to meet each other. Like that stuff is actually real. And I see a lot of that out there. I think people have like proposed and had marriages like in game before too, right? Like it's oh, yeah. like a thing. World of Warcraft. Yeah. I definitely remember some of those stories. Yeah. I've, I've connected with a lot of people that way. That's kind of a preferred method. It's simply because. I don't know, maybe it's just easier to meet and talk, like you're saying, over the internet by text, and it's more comfortable. I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people have a hard time, you know, 
getting that courage early on in in a relationship it just you know sort of putting yourself out there you're you're putting like your personality out there and your appearance out there but this sort of um, lowers the stakes because it removes you know the appearance part so you're just doing you know the interaction so you're trying to get um your you're putting your like your mind out there right like instead and so it's it, it's more it's a little more direct and i was thinking because you're talking about early days of how you know you don't have like a social profile I, th- I think you're talking about it's even really before like avatar stuff but it's kind of a this this sort of is at the point of it, it also highlights some of the dangers of this early on is that people can pretend to be someone else entirely which i think still happens now but i think oh, absolutely i think maybe it's a little bit different now in in that you know you have to put in a certain criteria of, of who you are and give it you know some truthfulness now but before you, you could be whoever you wanted online and present that self but i'm assuming what you're talking about early on for yourself was you were putting a rather truthful version of yourself out there because you're actually trying to connect especially that early because there wasn't any kind of um you know nefarious uh behavior happening at that point it was like genuine yeah for the most part it yeah. was i do remember when i in my late teens playing online games and people would try to be you know be like oh i'm gonna send you a picture of myself i'm like that's not you like, fuck <laughs> yeah. off which side note pretending to be someone you're not is very rampant in video games as well and in the earlier days like with world of warcraft and like the person i had encountered was in a, a big game like that was they they like to play the female characters so that uh other people would give them stuff it was like it was like totally weird <clears throat> oh but because you know the 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 nerdy basement dwelling guys you know we're we're always wanting to throw stuff well look it's a female you know it's a female character in a game and they just figure it's a real female but so that gets to like the uh, this sort of need for human connection and the desperation that happens in some and that i think that's where some of the stigma comes from especially early on is you know people are afraid to put themselves out there and then they have you know this mass that they put on in the on, online community and then you know they get to the point where you know they just want any interaction so then they you know either shell out money or do stuff for people and it becomes this sort of you know kind of like gross weird um interaction but I, it doesn't sound like that's what you're talking about with um your history right i mean to a to a little bit i guess what 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 i'm gonna roll into here is uh some of this information I'm going to give to you is dated from like a year ago and around the same time because this, uh, this winter time and holiday time plays into kind of what you're saying. That, you know, everybody gets a little extra need for, uh, att- well, not attention, but uh, affection during this time of year, I think. I think attention is okay there too. Attention, affection, I mean. Yeah, companionship. Yep. Right. During the holidays, it's cold. He's staying in more often, a lot of things like that. So there's definitely an extra pull during this time of year. And so I was, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't into social media all that much before anyway. So I was getting bored of looking at uh, TikTok videos or YouTube videos. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to start signing up on a bunch of these dating sites because I've had good luck with online dating before but in the end it turns out that my experience with online dating was more of a personal uh community level setup like nowadays it's it's a little less personal and it's you know more swipey 
and quick first looks and things like that, which I'll get into. So you're saying early on it it was community based and it was uh, not necessarily for um, a significant other for correct. Yeah. I, I think in the situation you, we ended up at, on, a, on a community forum or playing a game together or something that we both enjoyed and, and it just connects in that way. You weren't, wasn't going specifically a, to date somebody, you know, it was just easier to meet someone in that fashion because you were both in the same message form. <laughs> this is kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to make an analogy to um, like if a face to face meeting, you might just be friends at first and then, you know, it just happens that you have similar interests and then it leads to something else kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, in real life, that's how I prefer it as well. I'm like, I'd rather be friends with people. I don't want to like necessarily go out on dates and things like that right away without knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Like a friendship is probably um, more meaningful. And then I think especially in a, um, like an intimate relationship, it can be, it can make it so that it lasts longer too. Cause I mean, if, if you're not like friends with the person you're, you know, dating, it <laughs> right. can be kind of weird. Like if, if so it, it makes sense to want to have, you know, you want to be sure, I guess, if you want to even start a relationship with someone, you want to, you want to know certain things about them. Towards the end of this topic, uh, that's what I'll bring up why I'd like it to go back to the community based stuff because even my, even meeting when I met my ex wife on MySpace, that, that still wasn't for dating. That was just like a community of people. And the same thing with Facebook is it's just a community of people and friends and friends of friends and stuff like that. So eventually you might hit it off with somebody because you could see their likes and you interact with each other's posts and stuff like that. So it's completely different than opening up a dating app and making your profile and trying to sell yourself, you know? I mean, MySpace <laughs> was originally created as like a, um, like a, for musicians, wasn't it? So, the, and then just people sort of overtook it. I don't even know the transition, what it was, but it was made for something else. Oh yeah. But that was just a great little spot. And when I got into the dating apps, it quickly turned into that. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even here to find anybody anymore. I'm here to look at all these apps and basically research these apps. And it's been quite a while, so I don't necessarily have all that fresh in my head, but you know, obviously Tinder is like the number one service in the world. And it's more considered a hookup app. Yeah. And that that's who made it popular to just swipe right and swipe left for, it's basically like a hot or not app. <laughs> yeah, so so I have not used any of these um apps or, or sites for this purpose. And from like an outside perspective, like the Tinder um app seems like kind of gross to me. Yeah. I I mean I, I'm sure there's probably a need for people to get that like you know, that you need that human touch, I guess. But it just seems kind of like a weird thing where you want to bypass everything and just get right to sex for, for you know, t yeah. Tinder. So then it seems like this gross, like transaction kind of app. And it's just like, oh man, okay. And I think it gives, to, from my perspective, it gives like kind of a, it puts a stigma on online dating because of that, because of like how popular t uh, Tinder got for, you know, early on. And it, it's, it's matured uh, over the years to, you know, it's trying to get away from that idea that it is a hookup app. Uh, it's obviously its initial purpose, just kind of like a Snapchat. Snapchat was originally made, you know, for kind of dirty 
send nudies type stuff because cheating on your spouse that's what yeah I, that's exactly. what i consider it, it. <laughs> yep for sure but then it turned into like the number one uh messaging whatever app it is uh and every kid in the world uses it and adults and everything too but it's still also for that purpose so that's kind of how tinder is as well but they're trying to make it a little bit better and i did find out that tinder is actually a part of a, a parent company that owns four of the top dating sites. Wow, they're hedging their bets. <laughs> Tinder is owned by Match.com, and Tinder and or Match.com also owns OkCupid and Plenty of Fish. Are these all specific communities or something? Yeah, yeah, yep. I understand they're individual apps, but then right, Tinder we discuss is more of the hookup app and. I mean, most everybody knows what Match.com is. It's one of the original ones. It's for, like, old people, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's just always that old guy that was, like, I think he was, like, the CEO or something, but he would would always show up. Oh, eHarmony. Okay, I'm mixing them up. Okay, maybe that's the one for old people. (laughs) No, they're they're definitely categorized the same to me. Now, I mean, Match is good. It's for middle-aged and older. Uh, it tries to specifically match you with algorithms and stuff like that. So that is, you know, a general purpose. They're, you know, all they want you to do is spend a ton of money and stuff. So that, and that's an all right. Service. You got to pay for this? Yeah, you got to pay. Like Tinder even. You don't have to pay to have Tinder, but you pay to boost yourself. What the fuck does that mean? That means you give them money and then they'll show your profile to more people. Like for an hour or something. You know? What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's basic. That's the, you know, that's just like gaming and everything else. They're all trying to make money on like stupid shit like that. Oh man. I just thought they like mined no. your data or something, but you gotta, well, you gotta, that too, right? You gotta boost. You gotta pay to boost. Wow. So you can pay the boost to, to reach more people, you know, within, and you'll get notifications like it's rush hour. There's so many people on right now. Why don't you boost your profile and stuff? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Plenty of fish is like this. Well, it was the straight up free service and it's very popular. And I've actually, I know at least two people who have met their significant others that they've been with for a while on there. Uh, that one's pretty straightforward, free. It also has some swiping and stuff like that. And you can also pay to boost because basically all of them, you could pay to boost. Now that's just the new loot box for dating sites. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and then OkCupid, the fourth one owned by Match.com. That one, I mean, I think to me is probably the best one overall in a way because, like, you can tell people on OkCupid everything about you. For your profile, they have, like, a, like questions that you can answer. So in most sites, you, you, you know, make a summary and you kind of put a couple things that you like, and I like movies and stuff like that. But on OkCupid, they will ask you, or you have the ability to answer questions about everything about you. It's insane. <laughs> so just the setup process is more involved? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, th- that's part of it is like you, you end up so bored that you're on OkCupid just sitting there for like an hour answering all these questions to try and make your profile better. And they, they use the, the questions to kind of, to match you with people and you know because then they'll be like oh well you and this person you know are like 95 percent compatible based on all the answers to your questions it's really I mean, it's just not- a, a extravagant way to figure out if you're an android or not it's it's a captcha <laughs> it's, it's a one hour captcha <laughs> 
but I've looked at people's profiles on there and they've answered like 800 some questions about themselves. I'm like, what the fuck would even be the point wow. of talking to you? Like, I already know everything about you. And so you can make that public, your answer? Your, um, yeah. Wow. You can, make, you can make it private just so that it, it calculates the percentages properly or you can make it public so everyone can see. Hmm. You know, they're like, well, you know, wh- which shoe do you put on first? I mean, everything. <laughs> ask you so many questions is ridiculous which you don't have to answer but i feel like they're kind of just uh you know throwing everything at the wall there and yeah to mm-hmm. see if they can mine and figure out matches that way but I, I guess more data is gonna be more accurate but i don't know i don't know how those those algorithms work yeah and so i, I like okcupid because i can see a lot more about a person ahead of time but i would still rather it be in a different scenario where it's a conversation online or something, you know, but instead of me just looking at your profile. <laughs> yeah. So, so once, once you figure out in any one of these apps, you're like, Oh, okay. I'd like to um, take the next step with this person. What do you do? Uh, you would send them a message. Most apps will let you send a message or a like on their profile. And then if they like you back or match with you, then you can chat for free. I don't know. There's, there's like weird stuff with chatting too, where you do have to pay more to chat longer. you like weird stuff like that. Because mm. it's all through the app, right? So this is how they're making their money. Right. They monetize everything. They basically want you to match with somebody like them, try it. And then as soon as you do, you have to pay them, you know, match.com to continue that conversation. Either that or give your phone number to a stranger and start chatting on your own phone. So they bank on that. You're not going to do that. But when, one thing I, you know, typically hearing, like, I don't, I, I, I probably message like two people ever on any of these apps that I just, whatever, say hi or whatever. I don't message people. There's, there's guys out there that will message every single person because they figure if they message 900 people, you know, five of them might answer back. That, that seems like the problem with some of these apps is, is, the, yes. is misuse maybe or. Yep. Yeah. And I can't really speak to the female side of the app, but it does seem like it's, it's always expected the dude to initiate that. Uh, and like what can happen, right. Is if you're sitting there swiping or liking people, uh, on a, on an app, if the girl likes the boy, and vice versa, and they match, it'll tell them that they match, but then it'll sit there because the girl won't message the boy. <laughs> like, like, usually. It, like, so the, just because, like, they won't um, initiate or because, like, like, something built into the app, or are you just talking about, they like, won't the social initiate. stigma? Yeah, the social oh, stigma. Okay. I mean, that, that, and again, that's obviously not everybody, but that seems to be, the, there's certain stereotypes, like, just like that, like, guys will message 900 women, but women aren't going to do that that's just a stereotype and that kind of happens with matches as well they want they seemingly want the the guy to initiate with a proper thing and you know i mean because within my research i'm just reading different people's profiles and and articles and posts about the services and it just turns into that that like the guy's got to come with that great first line in order for me to talk to him <laughs> so when you say they are expecting the guy to initiate you, you mean the women on the the women app okay yeah. so it's nothing yep. that it's nothing the company is doing no okay no so the majority of apps 
Either one can initiate conversation. Some of them you can only initiate conversation if you actually both like swiped on each other and made a match. And then there's some services like uh, Bumble and then the one called Coffee Meets Bagel. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a funny <laughs> yeah. name. Right. And those two are specifically driven by women. It's the same as any other one. You both make profiles, all that kind of stuff. But the guys cannot initiate anything with a woman, which prevents that whole 900 women get messages type thing. So that's a, a interesting. Hmm. Makes it feel a little safer. At least uh, for the women, I, I guess. For them, I assume, yeah. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's like a spam blocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> for them. Yeah. But I don't know. At the same time, you think because so many women don't like to initiate that, then it's really for a targeted group of women. Maybe they just don't see the guy they want, so they just don't initiate it. They're like, nah. Right. I mean, honestly, if, if there was a site that was like, only men can initiate the thing, I would, st- I would never, I never send messages. I would never do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I only did these sites uh, simply out of boredom to look at stuff and then research. So in the end, they were, you know, I just got rid of them all. I never really. Yeah. You should put that in your profile when you're searching. No way. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Bumble, Bumble was the is a hilarious one to me because uh, <laughs> from looking through all the profiles and again, I'm not, when I say this stuff, I'm not dogging on women or anything like that. It's just that I, that's all I can see are the women profiles and everything. And I'll get into the male profiles. Yeah. Get into it uh, shortly. But like I, specifically on Bumble was the first time I really noticed that they, it's like all professional like, I feel like Bumble is a professional dating service in a way. Like, all the women have these top-notch model pictures. And, you know, they're in waterfalls and on top of fucking Ferris wheels. Like, what the hell is this? All the other dating sites are just normal selfies or just what you would expect. But Bumble, it's just the, the presentation of the profiles on Bumble is just was hilarious to me. So that one was a little more intimidating even to an extent. and. That goes into like how everyone talks about not just on Bumble now, but everywhere is that profiles always kind of they they're very fantasy driven. It seems like, you know, they're all like, I love to travel and I love to go hiking and I love swimming under waterfalls and like all these crazy adventurous things. And that's what they want. They want spontaneity and an adventure. And part of me is like if you do if this is your life and you do all that stuff like why are you on a dating app like though like i feel like if i went out and did that stuff it would be easier to find somebody to date mm. <laughs> like it wouldn't be online i would meet that person out on an adventure i go online because i'm sitting at home watching netflix not because i'm out at a you know top-notch city bar or, or not bar restaurant <laughs> This kind of speaks to a couple of things here, I think. So one is that, you know, obviously the majority of people have gotten over the social stigma of online dating and it's now like front and center with everyone. So it's, I mean, you've gone through a whole range of apps and then a whole range of presentations within those apps. So it seems like there's like a whole big group, a big diversified group of people that are using these things. So it sounds like, you know, of most people are are using this at this point and then another one other thing is that you're talking about 
you know, there's certain people who seem like very adventurous and are outgoing and out doing stuff. And maybe, you know, what, you know, it seems from your perspective that they could uh, quite easily meet someone that way. But at the same time, I think it could just mean, or it could just show like how difficult it is actually to find someone else. You know, I mean, everyone wants to just, I think every, maybe not everyone. I, I, you know, you want it, you want it to just happen sort of naturally. Right. And this is um, taking a hammer to this because you're going out and specifically trying to find someone, you know, actively, which I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it just, you know, shows that there's um, just how difficult it really is to meet someone. It's like, I can totally understand that as well. I mean, you're out and about, or even, even if you are an adventurous person, you just want another adventurous person that's not necessarily in your direct area or where you were. Maybe want to hell, maybe want a road trip out to meet someone in California or something. But I mean, most of these apps work on location, so that's probably not a good thing. But something else I think of in that situation is there's so I mean, it's that emotional issue that a person might get when uh, I don't know, you can help me word that better, but the um, not jealousy but the envy of those fake lives on social media, I think drown or goes into the, the Facebook and or not Facebook, I'm sorry, uh, dating app. And so I feel like a lot of these women that are out there who are just living the, you know, whatever were parents, single parents sitting around watching Netflix, being bored, just so much stuff going on. I don't have time. I'm sure I'd love to go hiking and i'd love to go to a waterfall and i'd love to do that stuff but that's not realistic right now like i think they're all drowned out by the people i don't really want to say kardashian type people but it's that idea that you know they're losing out because these other fabulous profiles with professional photography and all this stuff is kind of drowning all that out yeah so this is this sort of speaks to what we mentioned earlier where there could be um, like early on, you could sort of be anyone you want, yeah. you know, because you didn't have to, you know, fill out a specific profile thing. But I think this is um, part of a problem with uh, social media in general is that, you know, people are always showing the best sides of themselves and they're always showing like that basically the highlights of their lives. And then I think some people, um, uh, disingenuous or not, are... Um, capitalizing on that and you know almost making that into a business you know to make you know their profiles you know to elevate their profiles you know so it and then when other people look at it like you like normal people look at these lives you know you know like traveling all over you know they're they you know they always look like you know like they're in a movie you know it's not like they just rolled out of bed and they're taking a picture of themselves they always have like you know their best clothes on their best self you're always presenting their best self and i guess this is kind of a weird thing because if I think of this, of going onto a site and trying to meet someone, I get, yes, you want to sh- see, you probably want to be introduced to someone who is taking the time to do that. But I think there's a limit to that because, you know, you don't want someone that's going so overboard on this because then, you know, what is their intent there? And then, you know, are they always going to be like that? Because I don't know how that's going to match up with you necessarily. So, you know, this this type of there's got to be like a whole new set of rules on how to navigate 
you know, this type of environment versus, you know, the, like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I'm going to say the old way, not really the traditional way of meeting someone, you know, just the, because it seems like more people, more and more people are meeting their significant others or friends online rather than in, uh, you know, real life or face-to-face contact. You know, one thing uh, that you had said recently that I'm going to see if you remember and can say it again was uh, like that idea that, yeah, the hiking and all that stuff and the, the fantasy of what you would do, because I would do that as well. But that's not what you're necessarily looking to date, right? You need to find the person who you uh, you could be around every day when it's boring. And that's really what you want. I mean, sure, you want to go and uh, experience some things like travel and go out and stuff, but. And you want to do those things together, but it's really, it's the time when you're doing nothing that is the most time spent together. So that's what you got to figure, that's what you got to figure out, right? Like that, that is what I look for. And that's why I like, I just want to talk to you like normal. Like again, wait, you know, I no, I don't travel the world. I don't, I don't go on flights and take off uh, to Greece and stuff like that. I would <laughs> with the you know right person at any point, but I'm not going to put that in my profile. Like I want someone that's going to travel to Greece with me bit needy right it's a bit it's a, yeah. it's a demand right up front <laughs> i don't know if that's I, right. or i guess you it should be maybe it should be framed you can um want to do those things like you're saying i think but at the same time you don't want to maybe be too specific like you you want to uh experience you know things with someone not necessarily like i want to get i want to take a first class trip to greece and stay at this <laughs> resort you know that you don't want that kind of thing like well that sounds um like something that you know, it might be worthwhile to do, but you, you don't want to, you don't want to lead with that. Right. You know? <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. It's like, if you say you're active, then, you know, I use my, as long as you're an active person, that's fine. I know you'll do a lot of these different things that come up or I'll do a lot of the stuff that comes up for you because whatever, we both try to be active people, but currently I'm not active. So I don't have no one to be active with. So I don't. Yeah, I get yeah. You know, you nothing's gonna stop me. Whatever. Maybe one day I'll go to Las Vegas by myself or whatever. But at the same point, right now I ain't doing shit. So I don't. I can't put that in my dating profile. <laughs> Is Las Vegas somewhere that you want to go? Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've always brought that up. Oh, okay. joke around. But I just, I always, I just um, am asking because I, I, I have been there and I did not like it. So I just, oh, I'm sure I, just, I wouldn't. I'm just curious <laughs> if yeah, why, why, what was the appeal there? I know a lot of people like it, so. Yeah, I'm not a gambler or anything like that. So <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I just randomly pick it because it's uh, over the top. <laughs> okay. Spontaneous okay. location. <laughs> okay, yep. But. There's a lot of lights there, right? So a lot of lights and glamour. So, mm-hmm. so do you think, um, I, I sort of said this, that I, I believe that more people are doing this, but do you think um, online dating is like the norm or like more people are doing are meeting that way or is it more um you know face to face or you know yeah for nowadays basically i don't know i don't want to necessarily say a number but whatever 40 40 and younger are all online yeah Yeah. Hmm. especially now too right there's there's a global pandemic so i'm sure it's hard to actually meet people because you're not supposed to leave your house which I guess that seems like an influx of online dating would happen then because, you know, that's, that's where you, that's where it's going to happen is online. So. 
Right, but typically when you that is usually built to connect you and then force you into meeting. Yeah, you know, yeah. not to just continuously. I mean, because that's part of it. You got to pay for all that shit. So, um, you have to do it in some way, and that's when you would take that online relationship if you don't meet in person. You would take it to another site that's more of a community as opposed to a dating app, and so that's where. You're saying this is your goal, like you, you would prefer this, or you're saying that this is sort of like a step in the process? Well, I'm just talking about the pandemic oh, in general. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, there's an increase in the pandemic, but it, it, unless you're actually going to meet in person pretty quickly, then you have to move off of the dating app and start using your personal stuff to chat. Uh, mm. But I mean, yeah, you still met online. Facebook finally entered the dating world like last year. That's actually how I got back onto Facebook. Like, I hadn't been on Facebook in a long time. But when I was testing all these apps, like, the very last one that came out was Facebook at some point uh, this time last year. And so I did restart my Facebook so I can test out that service. And is this like an add-on to Facebook or is it a yeah, separate like, thing? Or? It's a tab. It's just like how they have a marketplace and a gaming area. So now they have a dating area. But it's... It is private. It's it's not like you're announced or anything that you're in the dating service and, and they don't show you any of your friends or uh friends of friends, maybe something. No, they they will show friends of friends. So as long as if you're friends with somebody or connected to someone on Facebook, they're not gonna see you in the dating app. Uh, oh. but they do have this feature where you can you can set your crush. So if you're friends with someone and you have a crush on them, then you, you can attach and it'll like alert them to it. And then they just have to guess who the fuck has a crush on them or something. I don't even know. That's super dumb. Hmm. But that's one feature. And it's then, either really dumb or it's like that really like crazy setup that works. Yeah, yeah. But like I've come across people on there where it says, oh, you have mutual friends and then it'll tell me. I'm like, well, that's bullshit because now I can just go to my mutual friend and like look at their real profile, not their dating profile, you know? So that's kind of stupid. It sounds like that crush thing is, is sort of that, um, it's sort of a barrier between people sometimes. And, you know, sometimes just with, if you want to create a more intimate relationship with someone, you have to actually um, have the courage to take that first step which you know face to face might be really difficult to for some people to initiate but maybe you know through the way facebook is trying to solve it with you know that crush thing it sort of makes it a little bit easier for someone to you know click the button rather than say the words right and then that's what initiates it and i don't know this, this sounds like you know what the purpose of this is right like is you know maybe sort of ease the barrier into um to meeting someone yeah maybe um intention but execution like i still have done neither so it didn't help me at all <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> so no when i see that i'm like dude fuck that i ain't doing that why would i do that it's crazy <laughs> like the same reason of why i wouldn't say it to him either you know but mm. It it seems like there's a lot of different avenues these days for that to get over that initial hurdle, and so yeah. you have to figure out which one makes the most sense to you to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, this sounds just as hard as as it is in real life at this point to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it, it, it does go even further. 
uh, especially when you're not on a specific dating site, I guess. And if you hit it off with somebody online, then it becomes more of that real, real in person meeting because you really don't know if they're there for the same purpose. Yeah. So then you still have to guess if they really do like you or not. So I guess that's where all the apps take that away. And like you're saying with the Facebook crush thing, if you just went ahead and did that, then it takes it away and it's fine. You're done. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's just funny with the crush one because it doesn't tell the other person who has a crush on them. <laughs> it just says that someone does. So that is mm-hmm. funny. You know, this, this wording to me is interesting. Cause so it's, um, you know, crush in this mm-hmm. to me makes me think of like adolescence and you have a crush on like i don't know just someone like i don't know classmate or or what or you know a movie star or something you know you're that's what you know comes to mind with crush in the adolescence specifically which that seems like what would make online dating harder or maybe uh not harder sorry it would make it actually easier if you're entering um if you're trying to get into a relationship at a, a later age. Uh, yeah, with that terminology. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like older people still use that terminology, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying that, it, you know, it just it gives me pause. Because, like, usually, I think not usually. I think people um, meet significant others, like, early on. Or they're more willing oh, right. when they're younger mm-hmm. to... Um, initiate a relationship you know like it just seems like more of a, th- a a learning thing that you're going through and you're just more willing to put yourself out there where the older you get you it, you might find it one harder just to meet people and then two to, act, to actually um, find someone that's more compatible with you at, at that stage because most people probably either think or have a, a, a relationship at that point in their life but it sounds like a lot of people don't so you know this seems like a helpful way to to uh to get there yeah they definitely use it more i know uh younger people who are using all this stuff i'm like what the hell like what like whatever we didn't have it when we were younger but i felt to myself like i wouldn't need that to find people but even even if they don't, it's nice to have, I guess. And now they can meet more people. And I know they have met more people. And the younger crowd definitely um, uses those features like Crush a heck of a lot more than than older people do. I mean, like, even me. Again, like I said, I'm not really on there to find somebody. But I've had ones where, like, oh, you do have a match. I'm like, oh, screw this. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even really here. Oh. I'm like, someone actually matched on me, and then I'm then I'm done. I'm like, no, I'm going to delete this app because I wasn't really, <laughs> really intending on. And oh, I guess shit. that goes with the the being older. Like, when you're younger, it doesn't matter. Anyone you match with, you're going to talk to and say hi. But when I'm older, I'm like, I just don't want to get into any of this shit. <laughs> so is this like a, like a nervous thing for you? Or you like, you just intentionally, you, you really are you know, just sort of exploring your options or is this like a, you know, like a, like a sneak attack way to see if you are even interested in uh, a relationship at this point? And you're like, well, you know, if I, (laughs) if I go on these apps and it happens to match me, then maybe, you know, like, like, like almost like a fear of putting yourself out there and nobody's going to respond. But then when someone does, you're like, oh fuck. And you get cold feet kind of thing. Or is it just Probably all of the above. <laughs> yeah, okay. It depends on which day. But yeah, that's a yeah. pretty good uh, explanation of that. 
uh, to an extent. Like I, you know, I say I'm like whatever. I'm single and I'm fine being single. I don't care. But maybe that's just because I've been single and it's easier to tell yourself that. But, right. Yeah. It's like a justification thing. Yeah. It's not that I'm necessarily nervous about things, but once it's I don't know. I think when you're, and I think of this from uh, probably my mid twenties to my mid thirties, like I was much more malleable in life in relationships. And now I'm starting to be more like, nah, I just, I don't know. I don't want to get into a different life with someone else and redo all that stuff and new new parents or, you know, you know, at this age, most people have kids and they, which, you know, whatever is, I want to be friends with them all. I guess that point is I would still rather be friends with you first, not straight up try and date you. But a lot of that just gets in my head. Yeah. Well, you have a lot more to think about than just yourself in the relationship, right? Cause you do have kids. So then, you know, I'm assuming you have, you know, a fear of like, okay, if I start to, be involved with someone then when do i introduce them to my kids because you don't want to do that too early and you don't want to do that too late because you know you want to do it too early because you know you don't want to put your kids through that and then you don't want to do it too late because maybe this person might be like why is he introducing me to his kids this is fucking weird <laughs> see but, that right there it's like that's why i'm backed off that just that question of that yeah that alone like, is like i don't even want to fucking think about it or deal with that yeah, there's already like a lot to go into a relationship. So, you know, the things you're talking about with, you know, your obligations to your kids and, you know, I mean, just like work or like, you know, um, I'm assuming at this point, uh, you know, just the the time that you can spend to yourself with yourself, you know, like you have, you're going to have to give some of that up now if you if you enter uh, into right. a relationship. So, wow. Yep. And I've kind of molded. After I did get divorced, I did uh, semi hang out with somebody, and in, in the end, it just turned into the just kind of like with kids. Like I should, I should be doing all this stuff with the kids. Like that's just where I'm at in my life. You know, I don't want to go out on dates and take you to restaurants and you know go to the movies. Like I want to go to the movies with my kid, and I want to go to the restaurant with my kid instead of that. So I kind of I put them first. So now. Even now, a couple of years later, I think to myself, okay, it'd be nice to have someone else around too, but not at the expense. I don't know. Kids just make you feel different. <laughs> you have a certain amount of time that you have with your kids now, and you have to weigh if it's more important for you to spend that time with someone else because you would probably initially have to do it separate, right? So you'd have to carve out time within your schedule within your yep. kid's schedule now to do that. So this, yeah, that seems like a tall order. Yeah. I feel like that's the point of these um, online, or I feel like that's the point of online dating is that you can sort of spend that time in the virtual space, which is maybe a little easier, but. But you get, hey, that's another thing is like at a certain age, there's uh, uh, seemingly out there is they all want it to rush quickly because everyone's getting older and i can understand that as well the meet cute period is a lot shorter now it's like the 24-hour turnover if it's not happening it's like moving on to the next guy or <laughs> next lady <laughs> like oh right. shit there's jokes and shows and all that kind of stuff where it's like you're just too old so on your first date they're like so are you gonna marry me or are we gonna have kids or you know what the, you know what's up and, and so like that even is terrible i just want 
just want to hang out with people all the time. And they can all meld together. It's totally fine. Yeah, this is what I was kind of speaking about. When you're younger, you have the time to spend to to get it right. When you're older, I think that is that's kind of a funny thing is that you you know you have less time, so you're like, okay, we gotta I gotta make sure I gotta make this decision faster. Which maybe with age you can do that, but I, I don't know. It's, I I feel like it's I feel like it's it should be the same standard that you should you know you should take your time with it mm-hmm. instead of rushing in because I mean that's. That's a pretty, it's a big commitment to be in a relationship with someone, so. Right. And so that's part of me, too, is I feel like, okay, I'm 40. This is probably. You're 40? It is probably the, the time span here that, I mean, it's not, it's not your last opportunity. I'm not saying when you get older, you don't have that opportunity anymore or anything, but it's. Like, I feel like if I wait till my kids are finished growing up, which will take another, I don't know, eight years. Six years, maybe. Where Probably I can, sixteen with your kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. I, I'm I'm leaving. I'm going to Greece. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my well my my partner or whatever uh to Greece and peace out. You guys are old enough. You don't care. You're playing stuff. You're not paying attention to me anyway. That's fine. And start doing that. But then I'm like, shit. You know, I'll be like mid fifties, which is fine. But yeah. it's just if, if I'm if I'm looking now in my forties at how crazy it is to try and date somebody, I can't imagine how that's gonna be at the longer I wait or anything, you know. So Yeah. Yep. That's something to think about. Yeah. you you uh sort of uh, stumbled on partner or significant other. Do you have a hard time um coming up with ways to describe that person? Well, because when I say, I guess that's not necessarily true, but when I say significant other, I'm thinking more of it as a spouse. And I'm like, I'm no, I'm never getting married. Oh. Uh, but I guess that's not true. Significant other just means yeah, your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not married, but I'm, I'll use all of those terms. So right. it, like, it's not a thing for me. Like sometimes I'll say my wife and it confuses the hell out of people like for a long time <laughs> at work i'd yeah. like oh yeah my wife and i and then like later on i'd say something like about not being married and be like what the hell did you get a divorce like what are you talking about you're like you always call her your wife I'm like oh no that's that's just what i say that's just but sometimes if in in the moment it just feels easier to describe that you know <laughs> that person to other people as your wife or significant other is fine but i've been um you know, with my girlfriend for uh, longer than a lot of people have been married. So it just makes sense to me mm-hmm. to say that. But I, I have no, we have no intent in getting married. So it's kind of a funny thing to us, too, to say it like, oh, yeah, wife. You know, so. <laughs> so after doing all of this research for the dating apps uh, and when I found out that Facebook had created the dating portion of their social media platform it made me think that i would like more uh of of specially targeted dating services so i think other companies like facebook or do what facebook did and just start adding dating to their services like netflix dating (laughs) um because i would like just more communities. I know there's some communities out there like movies, right? So if I want to go and just start talking to people about movies and you go to the specific site, yeah, you can talk to people about movies on Facebook, but it's so widespread that, you know, I just want 
a more targeted service community. Yeah, I think we've established that there's a market for, oh, hey, I just want to be bored sitting at home watching Netflix, right? So, I mean, I think that's, I think, I think you should come up with this. They're coming, they're coming. Yeah, I was going to say that to one of my developer friends. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, imagine, so, which we never tested this Disney Plus watch together feature, by the way. We, We still have to try that. But the more and more that they do this service, because I think Voodoo and Movies Anywhere and Disney Plus do it, is this whole watch together, but away. So you're remote from each other and you're watching it together. Like, that would be sweet if on Netflix it's just like you could set up preferences uh, like you do on a dating site. And then you could just be like, watch a movie with a random, lonely single person who is also watching the movie or, or, or not tele- only or not well it's just someone right, who wants or, to connect correct anybody because that is a purpose it's not specifically for dating but yeah, it yeah. can be like if you have a target profile of just yeah people in general that you would like to meet and talk to you don't want to end up talking to fucking 16 year olds uh but when you pick a movie and you put it on, it might tell you that like, oh, five other people are watching this movie. Do you yeah. want to connect with one of them? Or like some weird stuff like that. A virtual cool. date. It's like, it kind of yeah. kind of seems yep. like it's the, it is the next the next step for this is having creating that environment. Yeah, that is one of the only only things that I guess gives me that kind of like eh, I need someone else around type of thing just to talk to is like when you're doing movies, you're watching a show, I'm like I don't talk to anybody while, you know, talk about this show. I mean, I talk to you, but <laughs> talk to kids about certain movies, but sometimes you want to go more in depth to certain movies. You know, uh, I think I, this is sort of speaking to that. Yes. I think it's, a, I, I do like um, having a partner that you can, you know, you can, go and watch movies together and I you know it's kind of like that idea of like you just go and do nothing kind of thing you know that's what I sort of consider sitting around watching movies but with um with my girlfriend and I I think like the like we know each other so well and I know her so well that when we're watching a movie I and something happens on screen I can just look over at her mm-hmm. and I know what she's thinking and it's like there's like this you know I kind of consider it part of the movie magic but there's like this connection between the two of us that we can read each other's mind and, and like we're having the same reaction while we're watching the movie and I think that's the kind of interaction you're talking about where it can be you know not not just you know having something to talk about with someone like after the movie but just experiencing the movie with someone else's you know i mean that's yeah that i mean that especially now when you're you know having to stay at home you know watching a movie is is definitely like one of the higher activities that you do so it makes sense that you know you would want someone to you know experience that with yeah and not the kids because you know they talk the whole time and ruin everything that's a different kind of experience i think so yeah (laughs) yep but like you were saying that's that's sort of been your priority right now but Adults do need to talk to other adults at at some point. I think they're just, you know, there's just a yeah. different level of interaction between adults and kids. Like, not not that it can't be as rewarding, but I think it's just it's just different. And that's, you know, I think what you know, just people need to do that.